Hi, this is Deborah Voorhees with Tina from Friday the 13th Part 5, and welcome to the Horror Returns. Duck? Okay, oh, I'm sorry, did I mess up? Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Returns, and this week we're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, although, as always, I'm Lance, and with me, as always, our co-host Brian and Philip should be calling in any minute. So I'm sure he's going to be on as well. Uh, so tonight it's that once a year event, March Madness. Uh, as we did last year, we're going to do a tournament style countdown. Um, find out this time not the greatest horror baddie who somehow ended up being Darth Vader. How the fuck did that happen, Brian? I have no, he's Darth Vader. Why not? It's not even a horror movie, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. So this time it's going to be the uh, the greatest horror sequel of all time. So that's what we're going to count down to. So joining us tonight is our annual Rogues Gallery of horror aficionados to lead us to the promised land. From Red Shirt Pictures, we have Michael Felsher. Uh, Michael, hey. what's going on these days at Red Shirt, man? Oh, I'm very busy with a lot of uh, DVD and Blu-ray projects for this year. Might be my busiest year ever, and I uh, got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, none of which I can talk about, so I'm going to inevitably be quite disappointing in that regard. All right. Well, we'll still ask. Oh, please go ahead and ask, but I will have no answers for you. <laughs> All right. From the Padded Room Podcast Network, uh, you you guys are a network now, right? I know you got we sure seven or eight are. Shows. Can you believe that shit? All right, it's Darian Brock. So what's the latest over there, man? Oh, God, we got so many shows coming right at your face. Uh, from Sydney, Australia, we have Horror for Dummies, which just launched. And then we also have Cake Wolf's Happy Hour out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, just came on board. So you want to talk a little bit more about where you guys are and where everybody oh, we're out of Yeah, we're out of Reno, Nevada. You can find us at paddedroompodcast.com. Anything you need to know about any of us or our uh, affiliate programs, you can find right there. All right. And from the League of Geeks, it's uh, Steve Carlton. Uh, what are you guys up to, Steve? Uh, you know, just the same old, same old, the League of Geeks. We just recently hit our 200th episode. Um, we're going to be recording episode 202 that later on this evening, and we're going to be reviewing Tomb Raider. Oh, boy. Uh, but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, terrible <laughs> but um you know, other than that we're just we're really pushing hard on our uh, van damme marathon so that's been a lot of fun 
Uh, we thought we liked Van Damme movies a lot before we started that retrospective, but <laughs> man, <laughs> Street Fighter was a little tough. Street Fighter, I mean, No Way Out. There was, there was one where he was like on a farm with some widow. Good lord. Nowhere to run. There you go. That's the one. Oh, I tried to block that one from my. You memory. literally have nowhere to run. Yeah. Ooh. So that's always fun. Um, but yeah, check us out at com and anywhere you get your podcast goodness. All right. And from Horror News Radio and Decades of Horror uh, is actually the uh, host of Decades and co host of Horror News. It's. Thomas Mariani, he has been called the hardest working man in podcasting. Uh, Thomas, what did I not mention that you're doing? Um, well, I mean, yeah, thank you to Horror 1990s and Beyond is the one I specifically host, and there's also the 80s, which I'm also a co-host of. And by the way, we're not playing basketball, right? No, we're not, we're doing not that? playing fuck. Oh, thank <laughs> fucking Christ. I can't play for shit. Fuck. I, I'm so white, thankfully. Okay, we're good. <laughs> All right. And of course, it wouldn't be the horror returns without our good friend, Kevin Nez of the Skater Nez Network. Uh, Kevin, anything you guys aren't doing these days? Uh, Everything with all the shows on the network. Um, But I want to take this. Darren, you know, I've uh, got on my knees for you many times. Whoa, I didn't Whoa, know hey, about hey, that. Hey, this ain't easy. that kind of podcast. So we're, we're, we're not playing basketball, but we're doing that? <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I'm just saying. I mean, it just depends. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to know some of you guys a little better first, that's all. Yeah, no basketball, <laughs> but definitely some ball play, right? Well, yeah, there's balls involved, apparently, but, you know. <laughs> if it wasn't for Darian in the padded room, uh, I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing. So, you know, as I, I always got to show you the love, D. Thank you very much, uh, Nez. It's always good to hear um, that. Right on. Uh, all the shows, Mac Nez, E-Society, uh, Big Guys, Out of Necessity, and the new show we just started, uh, up, up for the Challenge. And you can get all that on Podbean. Just look up Skater Nez Podcast Network, and you'll see all that on there. All right. Well, I know Michael knows how this works from the from the days of Geek Fights. So oh, yes. Us- for all the rest of you, here's the rundown. Kevin, you were on last year, so you know how it works. Yep. Uh, so we're going to start off with a field of 32 contestants. Actually, 33. For greatest horror sequel of all time. In tournament fashion, we're going to work our way forward until we end up with a final battle and a single champion. Our five guests will each give their best argument in each round as to why the chosen film deserves to move forward. At the end, we're going to have our champion. It's that simple. Uh, we do have, though, kind of a twist uh, we decided to do this year. We're, we got a, we got a play-in game. And uh, this is two movies that some might consider the worst uh, sequel of all time. So it's going to be interesting to see if they've kind of got what it takes to move on and at least make it one round. So you guys ready for the, uh, for the play-in game? Yeah, we're ready. All right. So uh, why don't we do this? We'll start with, uh, with Nez. So, Nez, give us your best argument, man. Troll 2 or Jaws the Revenge? Uh, troll tool is troll. Uh, troll 2 is the supposedly worst movie or whatever that documentary was called. Um, best best worst, worst movie? movie? Yeah. yeah I, don't, I, don't, I take best out of that title because, no. Um, it is what it is. I, I was able to meet one of the little guys played one of the trolls so that was pretty cool he's one of the little chocolatiers in uh, Salt Lake City I didn't know that until after I watched that documentary but um, 
Jaws the Revenge, I always have a spot for uh, Jaws in my heart. So I am going to go with that because Jaws, as bad as it was in the warm waters of Florida or Jamaica or wherever the hell, I think it was Jamaica, uh, he would just swallow up all the trolls. So I'm going to go with Jaws. All right. One Not for Bruce. Jaws. Bruce was only in the first one. Okay. Wasn't this Jaws' uh, granddaughter or something like that? How does that work? <laughs> in the book? <laughs> Before he got blown up? <laughs> he got blown up. Yeah, Why do we have to go to the Jaws extended universe for this, guys? Why? <laughs> oh, don't say that too loudly. It's going to give universal ideas. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right, it, this is one of the babies. <laughs> All right, Darian, what's your what's your pick, man? Oh God, I'm going to have to go with Troll Two on this one. And All my right. only argument is that it could actually be so bad that it's good. I don't think that Jaws: The Revenge is so bad that it's good. I think it's so bad that it's even worse. Okay. So I'm going to take Troll Two on this one just because it's, I, in a way, I think it's actually worse than Jaws: The Revenge. But in a weird multi-universal kind of a concept, I think that actually makes it better. So there you go. All right, cool, uh, Thomas. In a similar way to Darian, I would definitely say Troll 2, because I'm going by entertainment value on these two. And I think between the two, Troll 2 is just endlessly fascinating to unravel. It's like un- it's, it's like opening a present, and it's like, what layers of hell are we unraveling here? And I think Troll 2 does that better than Jaws the Revenge, though it is the most entertaining of the terrible Jaws sequels. Um, definitely uh, listen to the Richard Jenny stand-up routine about Jaws the Revenge, which is hysterical. <laughs> Um, but I will go with Troll 2 on this one. All right. Uh, Steve? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Nez on this one and go uh, Jaws of Revenge simply because oh, wow. in Troll 2, they were goblins. They weren't even trolls. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it's right in the title. It's kind of <laughs> fucked up. So, you know. All right. Well, I think it all comes down to you, Michael. Delightful. Um, <laughs> this is kind of like Sophie's choice if Sophie hated both her kids. I think that this, and she's pretty much just tells the Nazis, I, I don't really give a shit. Um, take either one, both. What do I give a fuck? Uh, so that, that's kind of how this goes. Um, Troll 2 is goofy fun. You would expect a movie like that to suck. It was made you know, by Italian filmmakers here in the United States. So clearly it was a language issue, a dialogue issue, an acting issue. There's fun to be had. But Jaws the Revenge is a special kind of bad because it should have been at least watchable. And it so is not. I mean, if you try to understand the plot of this movie, the wife of the character from the first movie is haunted, she thinks, by a shark that is still looking to hurt members of her family, even though it blew up in the first movie, and somehow manages to end with a shark coming after her out in the middle of the water while a guy zips sonar beams at it and it comes up out of the water roaring like the MGM lion. Then at one point it manages to come up out of the water, stand on its tail fin for approximately five seconds where it gets rammed by the broken mast of a boat and then explodes into a million pieces. Um, how can I not vote for something like that? Wow. So I'm going to have to go with Jaws of Revenge. All right. Yes. Let's see if it can get past the first round. Phil, you ready? I am, man. I'm here. I'm uh, I'm pulling on my emails now. Sorry I'm late, guys. There he is. Well, and, and plus another argument for Jaws, Michael Caine's in it. So. 
Yeah, Michael well, Kane. Michael Kane. <laughs> Michael Kane. The Michael Battle Kane. of the Underdogs. And the awesome that is Mario Van Peebles. Woo! Mario Van Peebles. That. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Depending on which version of the movie you watch, he either dies or he doesn't. So The, the theatrical, he died. And the, yeah, he died. Yeah. The VHS came out, that was when they added the when he lived. That tells and you something about that. You... It, it tells you something about that movie that they, they actually say, went back and saved him because audiences loved his character so much that Mario Van Peebles was the saving grace. Of Jaws, I think the this is the most anybody has talked about Jaws: The Revenge ever. <laughs> Congratulations, boys! You did it. All right, <laughs> a lot of including jokes. the people who made it. Exactly, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of love for Jaws: The Revenge here. Or you can go back. Uh, no, to no, the, no, I would not like say that. No, I would not say love at all. All right, Phil, you ready for the first round? Uh, I think so. This is the uh, start at you start at the top. Do you have, you have your bracket? I believe so. All right, I've still got Gremlins two on there. What is uh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's on it. Give me a second. I'll I'll wing it. All right. So we've we've passed the preliminary battles. It's time for our main event, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna go Exorcist three against the winner of that round, which was Jaws. <laughs> You know it. And that's exactly how you should say that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Jaws? The Revenge? Jaws. A Jaws sequel in the the battle for best sequel. Let's see how it turns out. Who's who's ready to take a first crack at this one? (laughs) Don't everybody speak at once. (laughs) I'll go. I'll go just to get it out of the way. All right, Michael. Exorcist 3. I'll talk more about that later because if it loses to Jaws the Revenge in this round, I'm hanging up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Yeah, yeah Jaws, Jaws the Revenge really only won because it was going against Troll 2. Against any other movie, it loses. And it barely won. Yeah. <laughs> it was a split decision. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> Exorcist <laughs> sequels are a little like Jaws sequels. Not this one. Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about Jaws 2. We're talking about. Jaws 4. Yeah, Jaws 2 didn't even make it in here. How did we end up with Jaws the Revenge, for Christ's sakes? <laughs> the best bad sequel, ladies and gentlemen. That's what this was. Well, I'm going to go. Um, I would say Jaws again, because if you saw Shark Uh-oh. Exorcist. What? Um, Shark Exorcist. If you saw Shark Exorcist. That's a real thing. It yeah, is yeah. A real oh, my God. I was uh, pretty sure that was a joke until now. No, it, it's, it's real, and it's real bad. <laughs> it's, so, it's, uh, it's still kind of a joke, but it definitely happened. I had some money to waste, so uh, they added Jaws to the Exorcist, and you got Shark Exorcist. So uh, I'm going to go with that because just because I love Jaws and Exorcist all in one. One movie, Shark Exorcist. But that doesn't Jaws, really... That's, that's not the movie that's you're not fucking not arguing with. Awesome, well, I don't understand. No, so why can't saying, you go with Exorcist I mean, 3 then? I don't are, we, are we allowed just to insert other movies that we like better into these decades? <laughs> 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 that's the case, the I'd like to take the Shark Exorcist, please. Negative. The rules that's, imply Jaws the Revenge or Exorcist 3. Who yeah, will it be? Jaws, well, no, when are they going to be near the water? <laughs> so... Um, but I'm still going to go with Jaws just because. There you have it. One vote for Jaws. I'm going to take The Exorcist 3 because I've seen both okay. movies. All right. 
Fair, you fair enough. <laughs> Exorcist 3. Steve, Steve, did you chime in? Uh-oh. You there, Steve? Oh, sorry. My, my, my microphone was on mute. Uh, yes. Exorcist 3 okay. definitely is my pick. Uh, like I said earlier, Jaws 2 barely won the other round. So, Yeah. Fair enough. Jaws 4. Sorry about that. <laughs> so I think, is it just uh, just you, Thomas? Uh, are we still having this round? It's Exorcist 3. Let's move on. Okay, cool. Exorcist 3 moves on. Exorcist 3 by a landslide, ladies and gentlemen. Our next round. What do we got? Looks like we have you're, Evil Dead 2. All right. right. The, uh, what? I, you're the fucking announcer, dude. Pause, you tell us. Right? <laughs> and, and you gotta, you gotta bring in some announcer voice with it. It's Evil Dead 2 versus Critters 2. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> it was just a late entry. <laughs> you gotta get that Bruce Buffer voice going on. The, yeah, biggest, gotta, gotta the baddest, the very first <laughs> big bad Evil Dead sequel, Evil Dead 2 with Ash. And in the blue corner, you know them, you love them. They're cuddly, they're cute, they'll eat you to pieces. It's Critters too. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> what did that, Joe was pretty, that, was, that was pretty sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> More of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're it was, working it was on better. it. Was better. <laughs> okay, who's first on this one? I'll Evil start. Dead 2. Yeah. Well, okay. Gotta. Yeah, Evil Dead 2, it, it pretty much put that fun twist on the original Evil Dead movie and, you know, it took that up, it raised the notch a little bit. So, yeah, my vote's definitely going to go with Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead I 2. remember next to nothing about Critters 2, so I'm going to have to take <laughs> Evil Dead 2 also. Fair enough. That's everybody, uh, did, huh? did, did Critters 2 even have the the space, the intergalactic bounty hunters? I'm well, sure it, it did. did. And, yes, and there's, it a did. Whole, there's a whole side plot about one of them getting killed off. Spoilers for Critters 2 for all you people who haven't seen Critters 2 and care. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, I always was more of a Gremlins kid, so fuck Critters in general. That being said, Ooh. the first two are fine for what Did they you? are. But Evil Dead 2 is easily, like as we keep mentioning, it's the... The most surreal cartoonish sequel on this list, so I have to put it on here. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 it is. Takes the round. Okay. I didn't up next. vote. Hey, hey. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. All right. <laughs> hey, Phil, your... uh, heads up, man. If you uh, write the five names down and just kind of call, call them out in order and mix it up, <laughs> it's the best way to yeah. do it, dude. <laughs> it avoids the anarchy. Look, I'm, I'm feeling I'm, uh, I just uh, walked uh, in the house, is, man. I got limited stuff here. <laughs> chaos, man. It's just it's chaos. It is chaos. Well, let me let me just cast one vote in favor of Critters 2. Not that I wouldn't have voted for Evil Dead 2 anyway, what? but I happen to really love Critters 2. I think Mick Garris, it was his first film. I think he did a really good job with it. It's a lot of fun, and I actually like it a lot more than the first movie. So uh, I would like to see some love get to it. It just had the unfortunate, uh, you know, unfortunately it's up against Evil Dead 2 and Evil Dead 2. There's, I couldn't in good conscience have voted against it, but since it doesn't matter, uh, one vote of love for Critters 2. All right. That's the problem with a lot of the films on this list. I, I call this game rigged, rigged. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's some are better than others. All right. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. That's how the game works. Okay. Evil Dead, Te- Evil Dead 2 takes it with a landslide. All right. In our next bout, we have 
The man who ruined hockey forever. like Jason Voorhees in Jason Lives. And in the red corner, we have the whole the whole of humanity just trying to stay alive in Day of the Dead. Which one? Day of the Dead. Which one? Ah, uh, the the <laughs> the, the original now. Day of the Dead. I there know is that. only Thanks. one. Move on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, not that last one. <laughs> or any of them, aside from the real one. <laughs> right. Jason oh, Lewis. Oh. oh, there's a Kevin Nesboat. I mean, I'll, I'll jump in and say this is the first one I actually have difficulty with, because Day of the Dead is a great movie, the most underrated of that original trilogy. But then again, Jason Lives, I would argue, is the best Friday the 13th, mainly because it is the first sort of meta sequel in a lot of ways. And I think it broke right. a lot of ground, especially for a studio-released sort of uh, you know, horror sequel. But Day of the Dead still deserves so much love, but it's so close. I'll go with Jason Lives, though. I'll take it. Day of the Dead is the third sequel. Sure, it's St. Patrick's Day. I'm a bit drunk, maybe. Come on. <laughs> and I'm keeping it green. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, you're in California. Of course you are. I've lost track of who's gone where and what for here. <laughs> Jason Lives or Day of the Dead? What is your vote? Who's that for? You. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would okay. be could someone write down the is names this, of the people this, who are here? Is this the, uh, the horrible sequel to last year's uh, version of this? <laughs> no, 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 no. The the original, yeah, the original Day of the Dead. That was. <laughs> we need we need to write down the names and make some kind of order here because this is a little bit. I don't even know what's going on. Here, okay. I'm having fun. You guys are great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. All right, so I'm going to chime in with my vote. My vote is for Jason Lives simply because of the freak electrical accident that brings Jason back from the dead. It's completely outlandish and and amazing at the same time. So, and I'm a big sucker for the big guy in the hockey mask. Fair enough. All right, so that's three for Jason. Yeah. Good. Yes. That's a question for Phil. I think. I know, dude. I, I was so we don't have anyone taking notice. <laughs> I don't have a bit in front of me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it work with the limited stuff that I have available. <laughs> you don't have a piece of paper and a pencil? No, I don't have a piece All right, of paper and a pencil. All right, I'm going to give you a minute. I'll, uh, after this one, I'll, I'll announce the next one. Okay. Good. Please do, yes. All good. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Okay, who hasn't voted yet? It's. It almost sounds like Jason Lives is moving on. Well, Jason Lives is definitely moving on because he's got the majority vote already. Right, Anybody want to get some Jason love? Lives too, just oh, I, 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 I'm going to cast my vote Jason. for. Uh, look, I, I enjoy Jason Lives a lot. Um, it has a really good sense of humor, and uh, it's just it's a very entertaining film overall. But uh, Day of the Dead, it's it's not even close. In fact, I think it's more than a little embarrassing that Day of the Dead is going to live out, uh, live, you know, lose out to uh, to Jason Lives, and I personally think you're all fucked in the head but you know what that's fine uh you know we'll just uh we'll just go with this all right all right ready to move on to the next round we've got roll uh, with lance take over for a sec man i'll get this paper i'm in it until you say the word all right michael we got bride of chucky versus the purge anarchy what's it gonna be cares um (laughs) I don't uh, look. Uh, 
No, I mean, I, and I've seen both, and I like both of these movies. I thought Bride of Chucky was the first Child's Play movie that really understood how stupid the whole thing is. And it just kind of went, okay, it's, they're killer dolls. Let's just have fun with this. So I give that one a lot of credit. And Purge Anarchy actually thought, you know, it was uh, the next really good advancement in the series. And it's a lot of fun. I'm going to go with Bride of Chucky because it's the one I would probably put into watch right now if I had to pick between the two. Uh, so that's the one I'm going with. All right, cool. Uh, Naz? I'm sorry, I lost you guys for a second. Yeah, that's why Where I are called, we? called you next, man, to make sure you were back on. Um, we're doing Bride of Chucky versus Purge Anarchy. All right, Chucky it is. <laughs> Thomas? Um, I will go, it's uh, definitely Bride of Chucky for me. I think Purge Anarchy was a step above the very low bar of the first movie. Though I would honestly say Election Year is even a better movie than Anarchy is. But uh, Bride of Chucky, I think it evolved the series a bit. It gave it that sort of scream flavor um, and did some fun things with it. Uh, so despite having Catherine Heigl in it, I go with Bride of Chucky. All right, Nez, can you, can you hear us better now? Yeah, I'm back. All right, did you get the, the uh, two? Uh, Bride of Chucky and Purge. Um, yep. Purge Anarchy is when they were down in L.A. in the streets, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, well I'm going to go with Purge Anarchy because the street, the gangs of L.A. will never die. Uh, and I hate Bride of Chucky. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, uh, Darian? I'm taking the Purge Anarchy also. Anything that involves a moving truck with a Gatling gun in it mm-hmm. is A-OK in my book. And I refuse to vote for anything of Chucky. Child's Play, perhaps, but of Chucky, not so much. <laughs> all right. So, Steve, it all comes down to you, man. Yeah, so this one's tricky, right? Uh, Bride of Chucky, they, they kind of added that little funny bit to it. And then the Purge Anarchy, they, they really took what they did in the first one and really took it up to another level. They showed you everything that was going on outside of that stupid fucking house. So I'm going to have to go with the purge anarchy just because I'm not a Jennifer Tilly fan. So, okay. How dare you? That was oh, it's like nails one. on a chalkboard, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a close one. The purge anarchy is moving forward. Uh, next we've got nightmare on Elm street three, the dream warriors. Versus the recent Annabelle creation. Thomas, what's it going to be? You know, this is tough for me in terms of Nightmare 3, obviously. It's um, probably the one that made Freddy the star that he is. But at the same time, Annabelle creation is the first of many films on this list where it's following up a shitty, awful piece of shit first movie and making actually something good out of it, which is also very admirable. It's very tough, but I gotta go with Nightmare 3, if nothing else, for having... Uh, Dick Cavett kills Zazaka Board. That is alone makes it a slightly better movie. All right, uh, Nez. I do want to dream uh, some more, so I'm gonna go with the Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Okay, Steve. Yep, Dream Warriors again. Too much iconic stuff in that one. Like you, like you guys were talking about earlier. It's Freddy. You know, welcome to prime time, bitch. It's it's what brought him out to be the character that we know and love. So, and plus, I never saw Annabelle Creation. So, <laughs> Dream Warriors, it is. Uh, Darian. Yeah, I got to go with the Dream Warriors, man. Uh, I think Annabelle Creation is a pretty good movie. I think it's probably a better sequel. But I think Dream Warriors is just an all-around better horror film, so I got to go with the Dream Warriors. 
All right. Uh, Michael, is it a clean sweep? Uh, just quick question. Does Annabelle Creation have a theme song by Dawkin? No. <laughs> no, it then Nightmare, not. Ni- then Nightmare 3 it is. Hell yeah. It's the Annabelle creation. Come on, guys. Dawkins' best new song. What year are we in? All right, Phil. Hopefully you're in 2018 now. Yes, sir, man. I'm here. All right. So our next bracket is going to be Hellbound. And 28 weeks later. So, Thomas, what do we think about that one? Um, this is, uh, I mean, for me, 28 Weeks Later isn't, I don't think, a great sequel. Um, it's a serviceable sequel, but at the same time, Hellbound is the most uneven, I think, that's on this bracket. Because there's stuff about Hellbound I love, but also introduces the idea that Pinhead has a backstory, and he was a human once, and he's like, wait, I remember. Which is the moment where the series starts going to shit, for me, personally. So between the two, I will go slightly more in favor of 28 Weeks Later, but it's not with a lot of endorsement, to be fair. Cool. Nez, what do you think, buddy? Hellbound. Nez, we'll skip. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, I hear him. I hear him. <laughs> there he is. He is he, Nez, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, All right, man. What you think? 28 weeks later or Hellbound? Uh, 28 weeks later, I do like it. It is a good sequel, to, in my opinion, but Hellbound is just so much more awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Oh, check that out. All right, Darian, what's our vote? Yeah, I think I got to go Hellbound on this one. I'm not at all mad at 28 weeks later, but uh, I'm a pinhead guy, man. I got him tattooed on my back. I think anything involving pinhead is going to get my vote, no matter how bad it is. Ooh, could be fight of the night. Steve would have been in that. Put a pin in that motherfucker. We'll get to that in a second. You haven't right. seen Judgment, have you? <laughs> I have not seen Judgment. But if it was on here, I'd vote Yikes. for it anyway. I don't give a fuck. Wow. You might want to uh, reserve your Judgment. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, Steve, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, Jeremy Renner does fly a helicopter, you know, tilted forward through a horde of, of zombies. So uh, just for that one scene alone, <laughs> I'm going with uh, 28 Weeks Later. Plus, the soundtrack is unbelievable. I forgot he was in that movie. That is a great scene. Um, it's Michael. pretty badass. Michael, what do you think, buddy? I think 28 Weeks Later is a very decent sequel. Uh, it's very well made. I have no issues with it. However, I thought Hellbound Hellraiser 2 did probably the best out of all the sequels for Hellraiser in expanding the mythos a little bit, giving a more operatic uh, approach to the film, getting it out of the house and really expanding the story. And uh, I just thought the effects and the acting were above, you know, above average. And overall, it still stands the test of time. So I'm going to go with Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Oh, taking the lead at the last second, Hellbound 2 is our, or Hellbound is our winner. Um, next bracket, we got Insidious 2 versus, you know them, you love them, they're little, they're not quite as cuddly, they teach you to follow the rules, don't feed them after midnight, ladies and gentlemen, it is Gremlins 2. Uh, Darian, what do you think about that one? Um, hmm, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to have to go with Insidious 2. I like the bride in black, and uh, I never was a big fan of the Gremlins, man. They seem like uh, they should have been cartoon characters to me. I think they were at one point, right? 
Um, yeah, I'm sure they were. Now that you mention it, <laughs> yeah, kind of on the outskirts of horror. I get that. Um, Michael, what do you think? Uh, nothing against Insidious Two, but Gremlins Two for me is one of the most creative, off the wall, just create you know bonkers sequels ever made. I remember seeing that in the theater in '90 and just being blown away. And I was a big fan of the first movie, and I liked the fact that Joe Dante pretty much said, "Well." I just want to go crazy and make a Looney Tunes cartoon movie out of the first movie. And I don't give a shit if people who really like the first movie don't get what I'm going for here. It was actually a very brave and very adventurous film. And I, I think that uh, had it not come six years after the first movie, it probably would have done a lot better. Um, but the fact that it's it's endured as well as it has and the fact that it inspired a kick-ass Key and Peele sketch, uh, sketch uh, a few years ago, uh, I think I would have to without a doubt, give this to Gremlins 2. Plus Rambo, right? Gotta go with yeah. that. <laughs> uh, Steve, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna side here and go with Gremlins 2, uh, simply because oh. of the amount of variations they had with the Gremlins, and they had like a vegetable Gremlin, they had a Gremlin that flew out of the wall and made a bat symbol, they had, it was just all over the place, all over the place, and the guy, it was like Trump Tower almost, you know, it was Daniel, like Daniel Clamp, there you go, it was like the, yep. inside that building, it was, it was awesome, man, so I'm going with uh, Gremlins too. Gremlins taking the early lead, Thomas, what do you think? Um, yeah, uh, it's a great contrast because Gremlins 2 does so much creative, interesting stuff with the original movie following it up, as Michael mentions. And Insidious 2 uh, fucks that up completely. <laughs> it's a fucking terrible sequel. I hate it so much. Easily Gremlins 2. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin Nez, what do you think, just for fun? Uh, Gremlins 2, because uh, my man D loves them so much. Uh, they took uh, <laughs> some of the guys out in his little horror challenge <laughs> last year. Piss me off. Pulled the sheets over, Darian. <laughs> in a landslide, um, we got Gremlins 2 as the winner. <laughs> All right. Now the sister of Day of the Dead... We've got people just trying to stay alive, ladies and gentlemen. It's Dawn of the Dead. And in the other corner, we got the collection. So, which, Dawn, which Dawn of the Dead are we talking about? The Dawn 78. of the Dead, the original. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, re, no remakes in this Although, bad boy. Yeah, I, I kind of I like the remake of that one, though. Definitely yeah, a lot me too. Day. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, the, Dawn uh, of the, Dead re- the Dawn of the Dead remake is a movie. The the the, the Day of the Dead remakes are not. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and also, uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake doesn't have any rapist zombies in it, so immediately it's the better remake, clearly. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Ouch. An, an ugly truth. Uh, Kevin Nez, buddy, what do you think? Uh, Dawn of the Dead is my favorite zombie movie of all time, so I'm going with that. Change the Bet. face of zombie movies. Thomas, what do you think? You know, the collection really is the underdog in this round. Obviously, I love Dawn of the Dead for so many reasons. Um, I'm going to give some love, though, to the collection because I think it's going to die on the vine here. But really, the collection, I think, really improves so much on the first movie and more importantly has one of the best endings in horror sequel history, I honestly think. So I will go with the collection, though I'm sure Dawn of the Dead is going to win this round. So let's just uh, let it die. Let's just keep going. Voting for the underdog. Okay, I like it. Bold choice. Uh, Steve, what do you think? 
Uh, Dawn of the Dead, again, another helicopter scene with a zombie. Pretty dope. Well, yeah. Helicopters, helicopters and zombies, and zombies. Well. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Is that helicopter, Kevin, or is that helicopter? That's well, a helicopter. Well, helicopter. It's only hella if you're in California. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, Michael, what do you think? You know, the collection really is quite a good sequel. I, I, you know, I have to admit it. I, I can't even finish this. Dawn of the Dead. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were going to make it a fight. And just no. fun, Darian. What do you think, buddy? How badass would it be to be trapped in a shopping mall during a zombie apocalypse? Yes. I got to go with the Dawn of the Dead on this one, man. I think you have to. Good choice, ladies and gentlemen. Dawn of the Dead is our winner. All right. I'm cradling the collection's corpse right now. <laughs> so young. So young. <laughs> All right, that finishes out the the first half of the first uh, first round. Uh, Brian, you ready to jump in? Yep, let's just get right into it. Uh, Halloween three, season of the witch versus Wreck two. Nez, I gotta go. With Halloween three, it's an awesome film. I do love Wreck two, but uh, Halloween three is to me is just so much more of a better film, and I just love. It's St. Patrick's Day, so yeah, Silver Shamrock. <laughs> Darian. Halloween 3, you can't beat Tom Atkins beating up robots. You're not going to get any better than that. Right, Thomas. You know, this argument is for best horror sequel, and <laughs> as much as I do enjoy Halloween 3 and think it's very underrated in that series, it isn't technically really that much of a at all. Um, it's a great movie on its own, but I would say Wreck 2 does basically the, we'll talk about this a bit later, but the, it is the aliens to the original Wreck's alien in a lot of ways. So I will go with Wreck 2 on a technicality. Right. Uh, Michael. I have nothing against Wreck 2. I think it's a fine film. Uh, however, uh, Halloween 3 for me has been critically underrated for many years, although not so much anymore, thankfully. Uh, it's endlessly creative and weird and wacky, and it's got Tom Atkins running around trying to kill a bunch of androids. And it's, you know, look, I, at the end of the day, if you ask me to try to sum up what that movie's about in a minute, I don't know if I could do it. It's uh, it's just one of those films that resists description, and you got to give it up to any movie that goes out so far on a limb to give you something new. That even if it's not a hundred percent successful, which I think this movie almost is, uh, it's just um, it's just too good an opportunity. So even though it doesn't have any Michael Myers in it, which I don't give a shit about, I still got to give it to Halloween Three. All right, Steve. Even though I know where your vote's going, uh, <laughs> what is your vote? Well, I might surprise you because Wreck 2 is fine, but it doesn't have a little kid's head exploding into a bunch of snakes. So It doesn't. On that basis alone, Halloween 3 it is, even though I really don't like that movie. <laughs> but, but it still has some very creative, fun things in it. All right, moving on. Uh, Rob Zombie's The Devil's Rejects versus Amityville 2. Uh, Steve? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, oh, fuck, that one's hard. Just because I'm not a big, huge fan of Rob Zombie and his movies. I think that he thinks of himself as quite the artiste, and a lot of it's just like, hurry up, man. Let's get, let's, let's go. So much dragging on. I'm going with Amityville, too, just because I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie. All right, Michael. 
this was the first one actually I think out of this whole competition that's actually diff- really difficult for me because I really love Amityville 2 because it's such a perverted weird ass nasty film and it really for me <laughs> It's just got so many bizarre, just over-the-top elements, and it is genuinely creepy and unsettling, and I liked it a lot more than the first movie and pretty much any of the sequels that have come after that. And so I, I dearly love it because it's it's a twisted-up-as-fuck movie. However, Devil's Rejects for me was – and I've, I've had an uneasy relationship with Rob Zombie's films to some degree. I've liked some of them. I haven't liked – I don't have a feeling bad or good one way or the other on him. But I felt that this was the one movie where his aesthetic met really high-quality material, where everything really kind of came together for him. And it is an absolutely – it's a beautifully made film. It is extremely disgusting and violent and profane, but the acting is just amazing all across the board in it. And it, it really works. I mean, that movie absolutely kicks ass. And so I'm going to, I mean, I could be swayed probably either way, but I'm going to go with the devil's rejects on this one. All right, Thomas. I mean, Michael said a lot of what I was going to say in terms of, I think both are really good in terms of they are far better sequels than their predecessors. Mm. are um they're the far better films but at the same time i think devil's rejects is a far better film especially because it really makes you question about like you're either following these serial killers but they're also going against like a corrupt police you know sheriff at the same time so there's so much conflicting ideas there but amityville 2 which i didn't see until actually preparing for this particular bracket um is an underrated sequel and definitely better than its original film but i still gotta go devil's rejects if nothing else for me being the only tolerable rob zombie film that's a miracle in of itself Mm-hmm. Tolerable. It's it's the most Eric, tolerable out of, out of all of them. Yeah. They're going to put that quote on the poster. Tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> Darian, what is your? Hey, vote? Marge, let's go see that movie. It says it's tolerable. <laughs> it's tolerable. <laughs> it's the newspaper critic said it was tolerable. Actually... Go see the go movie with, that uh, critics are calling tolerable. Fuck. <laughs> What what'd you say, Darian? It's I'm taking the devil's Sorry. rejects because I am also tolerable. Damn. <laughs> I thought it was pretty tolerable. All right, Nez. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a tough one. Amityville was uh, my pick. Um, it is the best one out of... I'm just going with the original three before all these other... Idiots made Amityville. <laughs> the Amityville dollhouse and yeah, <laughs> um, best of forty-five. <laughs> Devil's Rejects is my favorite Rob Zombie movie and is his best movie out of everything he's made. But oh, uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Amityville too, just because when I went and seen it the weekend it came out, I left the theater feeling just not. Not right, just because of the whole incest <laughs> yeah. thing that I just witnessed. I was, uh, so I didn't feel that when I came out of Devil's Reject, so I'm going to go with uh, Amityville 2. All right, incest was not enough to push you forward, so Devil's Rejects is going ahead. There's a sentence you don't hear every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, our next uh, uh, bracket is uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And Saw 2. Nez. Hmm. Uh, all the Nightmare films lost me after part three, so I'm going to go with Saw 2. All right, Darian. I'm taking Saw 2 also. I can't get past Heather Langenkamp's teeth, dude. It's just too much. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thomas. Um, it's tough for me because I think Saw 2 is definitely the best of the Saw movies. It's one of the few torture porn films that actually do find a lot of engagement with the characters. And also the traps are a lot more creative than any of the other ones. But at the same time, New Nightmare does a lot with sort of that meta-contextual sequel thing that we're talking about. It predate a lot of like the Scream stuff that would follow forward. Um, I, I gotta go with New Nightmare for nothing else doing something very different with a very tired franchise at that point. All right, Michael. Yeah, I got to side with New Nightmare here, too. I mean, Saw 2 is fine. I have nothing against Saw 2. I mean, I've enjoyed some of the entries in the series, but New Nightmare took a lot of chances and did something that people at that time really weren't ready for. And it's funny that Wes, two years later with Scream, hit it huge. So I just find it was almost like it was like a dry run for some of the stuff that he was going to address in Scream. And uh, I think that New Nightmare, even though it's not entirely successful at the end of the day, I think has much more positives outweigh the negatives. So I'm going to go with uh, New Nightmare. All right, Steve, finish us up. I'm going to go with Saw 2 in this one just because the traps were more elaborate. The uh, story got progressed a lot further. And I wasn't a big fan of the whole demon, you know, changing up the Freddy Krueger character. I, I understand they were bringing it into the real world and all that, but I wasn't a big fan of what they did with any of that. All right. Saw two moving forward. Let's move on to our next one. Maniac cop two versus Friday, the 13th new beginning. Uh, Nez. Uh, if you put up maniac cop against, uh, the, the fake Jason, I'm going to go maniac cop two, but, Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning, never gets any love, but it always gets love from from me, so I'm going to go with uh, New Beginning. All right, Darian. I think I'm going to go with The Maniac Cop on this one. I think that franchise is way underrated, and I really think that as far as dudes that play slashers, I think Robert Zidar was a bit underutilized. I'm going to take The Maniac Cop, too. All right, Thomas. I will freely admit, um, I tried to see as many of these on the bracket as I could. Maniac Cop is a blind spot for me in general. But at the same time, Friday the 13th, The New Beginning, as was mentioned previously, does not get enough love. I think it is a very underrated entry in that franchise uh, for trying some new risks and also having some very underrated kills. Particularly, they killed Juana Man in a porta potty. What other movie has that? <laughs> Friday the 13th, The New Beginning. All right, Michael. I, you know, I want to say about Maniac Cop 2, I love Maniac Cop 2. I think it's it's one of those films that looks like it cost about 10 times more than it actually did. There is, it's just got a great plot. It improves upon the first movie in, in just about every way. I think it's photographed a lot better. The effects are better. The makeup's better. The acting across the board is fantastic. The stunt work in that film is incredible. I mean, you can, you watch some of that, some of the firework that's done in that is absolutely outstanding. And I think it's Bill Lustig's best film. And I, I dearly love Maniac Cop 2. That being said, I adore Friday the 13th Part 5 more than is probably reasonable by law because it is so <laughs> fucking twisted and weird. It doesn't make a lick of sense, but yet at the same time, it's got this... I can't define the spirit that this movie has. It's got so much wacky shit in it that I cannot... When I first saw this movie after it was over, I was just like, I know I really liked that, but what the fuck was that? It was just... For me, that movie has... It's my favorite of all the Friday the 13th movies because it's the only one out of the entire series that pretty much just went, 
Uh, how about we have uh, some redneck characters down the street for no apparent reason whatsoever, and then how about uh, a sanitarium where a bunch of people are apparently housed together because some of them are mentally insane and this guy fucks too much and uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the hell the reason is. And you know, I mean, really, there's there's no rhyme or reason to anything, but somehow it works because Danny Simon, the director, who just understood how exploitation worked. Just absolutely managed to make this just this this movie succeed despite every reason it shouldn't have. And also, and I'm I don't want to belabor the point. Debbie Sue Voorhees hit me at that particular moment in my life where yep. It, it, let's just say that I became a man because of Debbie C. Voorhees. So we're just going to leave it at that. And I'm going for Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning. Yes, Steve. He's he's soaking in the information that came from that last one. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry again. Um, no, I I really can't add anything to the um, Friday the Thirteenth love that's been spread across the last few statements. But uh, I'll just add Corey Feldman. Awesome. That's my vote. Friday the Thirteenth five. For his five second cameo, the tie is broken. <laughs> he takes it up. That's he's it. damn Corey good on those Feldman. five seconds. Corey Feldman, baby. <laughs> But you got Reg- Reggie the Reckless. You can't oh. beat that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our next round. Uh, let's see here. So it's Friday Bride- the 13th then, moving on, right? Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein and Hellraiser Ooh. Blood Hellraiser Bloodline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, 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 I don't know where you're going to go on this one. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, Steve. Um... Man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Bloodline's trash, so I'll just go with uh, I'll just go with Brian Frankenstein. <laughs> All right, Michael. Bloodline's uh, like, really I, trash. You know, I want to just say, uh, Hellraiser Bloodline, even though it's a mess, has a lot of really great stuff in it, and it's the last of the Hellraiser sequels that I really liked. In any, well, that's not true. There were parts of Inferno I actually liked, but I gotta say, uh, Bloodline has some really interesting stories. It tried to do something different. Ultimately, I think it got screwed up in post production. And the movie that we ended up getting is, it, it's really not very well put together. But I, I do like a lot of it. That being said, it's Bride of Fucking Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> this is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. So, you know, we I can't, It would. there's a lot of movies on this list that would fall prey to this one. So, Bride of Frankenstein. All right, Thomas. I mean, there's a laundry list of reasons why Bride of Frankenstein would win, but I'll say this much. Bride of Frankenstein has a clear auteur creative stamp from James Whale. The other one is an Alan Smithing movie. Easily Bride of Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Darian. Hellraiser bloodlines, you motherfuckers. Wow. (laughs) Pinhead for the win. Not clear on what his... (laughs) All right, Dez. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bride of Frankenstein because I I don't, I don't think I got like maybe 45 minutes into Hellraiser Bloodline and turned it off. All right, moving on, Bride of Frankenstein. Let's see here, uh, Friday the 13th, final chapter versus Halloween H2O. Steve, um, you know what? I'm gonna actually go with uh, Halloween H2O on this one. I know it's not an awesome movie, but, you know, LL Cool J's in there. You get your uh, reintroduction into um, Laurie. 
So, you know, all of that was great. And this was a time when, like, like Josh Hartnett was the thing. And it had a really good ending, too. And the sequel that came after it actually had a really cool explanation for the ending. So either way, I'm going to go with H2O. I'm not – but uh, I'm just glad we're not talking about Coolio doing kung fu. <laughs> that sir was Buster that was Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's, get it, let's get it right. Treat, motherfucker. Get it right. Buster Rhymes was in Resurrection. I mean, if I, you're going to talk about horrible shit, get the horrible shit yeah, right. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, Michael, what's your vote? Uh, neither one of these is my favorite of their respective series, but of the ones here, I would say I definitely like Final Chapter a lot more. So I'm going to go with Final Chapter. Oh. And Thomas? Halloween H2O has a great climax. It's a shame the rest of the movie had to happen. So I'm going to go with Friday the 13th, the final chapter. It has a similar great final climax of fighting the original killer, but also Crispin Glover dancing so easily. The final chapter. He was a dead fuck. (laughs) Darian. Yeah, I think I'm going to go H2O on this one. I think uh, I think I just liked it better than Final Chapter. That's all there is to it. All right, Nez. Deciding vote. Uh, Ted White was amazing as Jason Voorhees in the Final Chapter. H2O, I did enjoy it, uh, but everyone knows me. I'm a huge Friday the 13th fan, so Final Chapter. All right, Final Chapter moving forward. Get into our next one, Aliens versus Ouija, Origin of Evil, or Ouija 2. (laughs) Make good decisions, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's just some categories where it's like, really? Wow. This is definitely a 1 versus a 16, I think. It was the best one to do, Ouija 2, but Aliens is far time the great, one of the greatest uh, sci-fi action horror classics you ever made so james cameron's aliens all right darian yeah not even i can can stand up for this one it's got to be aliens all right thomas yeah i mean it's so tough because we just do it's really literally like hey let's take one of the shittiest possible horror movies of recent memory and make something tolerable out of it i think we just do did such a good job of that but yeah game over man it's aliens Clear. All right, Michael. I'm voting for Ouija too because I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> All right, Steve. I mean, Ouija two was far superior to Ouija one, but it does not hold a candle to Aliens. Not much does. So, Aliens, it is. All right, Aliens, moving forward, and our last one of uh, this round, Psycho two. Versus Child's Play Two, uh, Steve. Um, I'm gonna go actually with uh, Child's Play Two over Psycho Two. I'm not a huge fan of the Psycho movies. Uh, I, I know it's you know it's classic horror. It's Alfred Hitchcock. It's all that. But I'm, I'm a big fan of Chucky, especially the first Child's Play movie. Child's Play Two for me was just. I mean, it w- clearly wasn't um, you know original Child's Play, but for me, I would uh, if you gave me both of those movies right now, I'd put in Child's Play Two first. All right, Michael. 
Uh, I'm gonna. I really would like to say Child's Play Two impressed me when I saw it. I really liked the uh, the, the overall you know construction of the movie. I thought it did a good job. It resurrected Chucky in a somewhat believable way. I mean, I seem to remember they took the brain out of the burnt doll and put it into another doll. And I don't know why the hell anyone would ever fucking do that. But at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I can believe that the spirit of the dolls in there. Whereas in Child's Play 3, like a little blood drips out of some plastic into a big vat of plastic and suddenly Chucky's back. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So uh, Child's Play 2 had that going for it, and I really liked the finale in the Toy Factory. I thought that was really, really, really well done. However, Psycho 2 had no reason to be that damn good. If you think about it, because at the end of the day, you're following up a Hitchcock film, but they were very smart in that they got a great screenwriter with Tom Holland and they picked the right director in Richard Franklin. And they made a kick-ass movie that actually has stood the test of time. Uh, so I'm going with Psycho 2. All right, Thomas. This is such a tough one for me because I think Child's Play 2 improves upon the first Child's Play, which I don't think quite lives up as much as a lot of people think it does. Honestly, I think Child's Play 2 does a lot of interesting stuff like the Toy Factory bit or even like the great ruler scene inside of the school, I think is very underrated Mm -hmm. as a horror kill. But that being said, Psycho 2 is it's like Michael said, the impossible task of following up one of the greatest horror films of all time and making something that fits in the slasher genre while also making an intriguing tragic story out of you know just norman bates wants to get back into society he wants to make it work but his mind ends up screwing him over i i gotta go with psycho 2 just for the audaciousness and actually managing to make a solid slasher follow-up to psycho all right darian you know i'm not mad at the killer doll movies and i'm not mad even at the child's play movies i like child's play the first three child's plays but i think as far as just overall horror films go i gotta go with psycho 2 on this one all right uh nez um i did like child's play 2 like i said before only the first three were good uh, psycho it was an amazing it was a masterpiece but psycho 2 was is my favorite one out of the four and these guys have already talked it up already. I, I can't, I agree with everything they've said about it and it's an awesome film. Psycho 2. Hans got Meg Tilly. Word. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we got, we got a winner on that one, Brian. Yep. Psycho 2 moving forward. There you have it. Now I have a, I have a, I have a request. Can I announce the next half of the, the line of brackets here? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'd like to do that. So who's going to be the fifth uh, voice? Yes. Someone's got to fill in for me. Philip? Done. All right. Cool. All, All right. right. Cool. It's so we twist. are now moving on. Yeah. So, yes. No, because I'm a, I'm a guest here and I may not do the show again. I don't know. So what the hell? I want to have a little bit of fun with it. I never get to do this part. All right. Cool. So. I never got to do this on Geek Fights either, so it's weird. Anyway, so we're now moving back. We're going back to the beginning of the list, and we're going to start with our first round of eliminations from the last elimination. So we're boiling it down to our first new contestants here, Exorcist 3, along with Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. So we're going to start off with Steve. What do you decide between these two horror classics? Evil Dead 2 again. Ash wins all day. All right, Steve goes Evil Dead 2. Philip. Yes, sir. Ash has got it covered, man. He's uh, tearing up those caution labels on the chainsaws. 
Evil Dead 2 all the way. One of the greatest. Thomas. Man, this is really tough for me. I mean, I just Exorcist 3, I can't emphasize enough how phenomenal that movie is with just William Peter Blatty's dialogue, but also his direction really manages to make it like almost like a stage play, but at the same time very cinematic, which is the way George C. Scott, especially, it is the premiere performance of Brad Dorff. Sorry, Chucky, but Brad Dorff is so phenomenal in that film, but at the same time, man, Evil Dead 2, it's the best mainstream surreal horror movie ever made i i have to go with evil dead 2 but i still love you exorcist 3 i still love you so much <laughs> honorable mention uh nez uh, i'm gonna go with the uh, evil dead 2 uh same i love exorcist 3 it's probably my favorite out of uh what the three of them but yeah exorcist or um sorry don't there's like five of evil them dead technically two. four because one is like but whatever yeah evil dead 2 and Darian. Yeah, I'm taking Evil Dead 2 on this one. I love me some George C. Scott, but I love me some uh, Bruce Campbell a little bit more. Well, there we go. We have a clean sweep for all Evil right. Dead 2, although I would just like to say Exorcist 3 is one of the greatest horror sequels ever made. Yes. I think the dialogue is absolutely astounding. William Blair Blatty creates an amazing sense of mood with this picture. It's criminally underrated, though. It's got a lot more love of late, and it has one of, actually, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest jump scare in horror movie history. And for those of you who've mm. seen the movie, you know exactly mm. what fucking I'm talking about. But that being said, Evil Dead 2 has moved on to the next round. And we brings us to Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives versus Purge Anarchy. And this time we will start off with Darian. Oh, God. You remember what I said last round about the Gatling gun on the moving truck? Just forget that whole thing. I like Undead Jason better. So the Gatling gun goes under the fucking bus in that one. So we're going to go to Philip. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge home invasion fan, but I did really like the purge anarchy. Uh, uh it's a tough choice for me. I think I'm going to go purge. Just give it a little love. So he goes right on top purge. there. Goes right to the purge. So we have a little bit of anarchy already in this uh, voting here. So I'm going to go to Steve. Anarchy. I voted purge <laughs> last time when the movie was up, but uh, purge doesn't hold a candle to Friday the 13th. So Friday the 13th it is. And Jason moves ahead, but we have a vote now coming in from Nez. Uh, Jason, all day. Jason lives. Yeah. What a, what a Jason- shock. Uh, Jason Lives has one, but we're still going to take a vote from Thomas. Yeah, I mean, um, Purge Anarchy has Lakeith Stanfield, who is one of the greatest actors currently working right now. But at the same time, Jason Lives is, like I said, it's the pinnacle of the Friday the 13th franchise. Very early meta sequel. So much great stuff. Um, and manages to be such a great Friday the 13th movie, despite no nudity. Big ups. Jason Lives. <laughs> So Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives moves on to the next round, telling the Purge Anarchy to go fuck itself. And we will go on to our next round, which is Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors versus Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. And we're going to kick off this voting with Philip. Uh, I'm going to go Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I think it's uh, probably the best of the series. Let's go to Darian. I got to go Hellbound because I've already uh, kind of turned myself into the Hellraiser guy. So, yeah, Hellbound. <laughs> and Terrible that is Carpenter. Dis- that is disturbing. <laughs> Moving on to Thomas. 
It's interesting because these two are actually very similar in terms of they both have like the main survivor from the main movie coming back and trying to like help people who are inside of like a sanitarium and all that. It's an interesting bout, but I would still say now because of obviously like so many great things that really made Freddy what he is. And also it doesn't fuck things up with, well, wait, I remember. So easily Nightmare 3. Okay, still holding on to that one particular dialogue. Moving on to uh, Nez. <laughs> uh, Dream Warriors all the way because uh, they would run over the center bites and uh, pin it. All right. So we're really like- weak, honestly. In those yeah. movies, they're such fucking weaklings. <laughs> so Nightmare 3 has won, but we're still going to take Steve's vote. Steve, what do you say? Yeah, I think the, uh, the wheelchair kid that turns into a wizard would probably take one of the center bites for all he's worth. So, <laughs> Nightmare 3 all day. All right. So, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors has won the round, taking a big old dump on Pinhead's head. And we're going to move on to our final in this particular side of the bracket here with Gremlins 2, the new batch, versus George A. Romero's 1978 horror classic, Dawn of the Dead. And to kick things off, let's start with Nez. I'm going to have to go with Dawn of the Dead on this one. So we got one vote for Dawn of the Dead. Thomas. I mean, this is another bout where I'm like, I know what's going to win probably based on a lot of this, but I really have to defend as much as Dawn of the Dead has great consumer satire. Awesome. Like uh, use of the Muzak and all that great uh, zombie moments. They're historic. Gremlins 2 has stuff that, you know, Dawn of the Dead has been ripped off so many times later. No movie has ripped off Gremlins 2 ever. <laughs> and not to mention, Importantly, from Academy Award winning screenwriter recently, uh, Jordan Peele, it is the Citizen Kane of meta sequels. So I will go with Gremlins 2. Check that and out. Vote for Gremlins 2, Steve. Uh, since this argument's been used before and it was accepted, I liked Gremlins 2 better than Dawn of the Dead, so I'm going with that. Well, Gremlins, Gremlins 2. 2 makes a strange and unexpected lead ahead here in this category but we're going to move on to darian i gotta go with dawn of the dead on this one sorry guys movie, so you know as opposed to gremlins which isn't but so we actually have a tie here we are locked two to two and it's going to come down to mr philip what is your vote sir that's what it is Horror movie, my ass. That is a horror movie. I like Gremlins too. It is Woo. a kick-ass movie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the factor, there's huh? a big one here, Jennifer Lopez style. Uh, I gotta go, Dawn of the Dead. Oh. I, how how do you, it? It was an unfair matchup, but Gremlins held its own. So the zombies shove the Gremlins up their ass and move on to the next round with Dawn of the Dead. Moving on. I'm at least it was. I'm at least glad it was close. I didn't yeah, expect it to be close. Was, it was closer than I was anticipating. I have to be honest with you. Phil got me there for a second. I was like, I know, right? Cool. So, do you want me to continue on with the other side, or you know what, Michael, you're doing such a great job. By all means, uh, continue on, man. All right, cool. Hold hey. on, just one second. Okay. We're moving on to the right side of the bracket. We're going to pick up our next round here, following up with Halloween 3 Season of the Witch versus Rob Zombie's sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects. Let's kick this one off with Thomas. Man, like I said, Halloween 3 is a great movie on its own. Almost would have been better if it was called just Season of the Witch. 
it's it's a it's a wonderful little movie that like many have said deserves a lot more love but devil's rejects like i've said before it took a very middling to lesser than average original movie that rob zombie made essentially just like a you know extended music video and made a great modern sam peckinpah movie with devil's rejects i like i said it's a better sequel i have to go with devil's rejects on this so devil's rejects gets one vote darian um yeah i think i'm gonna agree i think i'm gonna take the devil's rejects on this one it's a lot dirtier and grittier than halloween 3 and that's something i'm always looking for in horror movies so i'm gonna take the devil's rejects devil's rejects now with two votes nez i'm gonna go with season of the witch just because i'm showing my age uh during the 80s so yeah season of the witch all right old man voting for halloween 3 (laughs) (laughs) moving on to steve yep i'm gonna have to stick with um halloween 3 on this one just because again i i don't like rob zombie films so that's it so now we have another barn burner here with a uh, double vote for halloween 3 versus a double vote for devil's rejects meaning philip it is all up to you once again comes down to me uh, man, I don't think that uh, Rob Zombie gets enough love in the horror world. I am a huge Rob Zombie fan, and so The Devil's Rejects is going to be my landslide winner on that wow. one. Wow, you're fucking kidding me, guys. <laughs> nope. So Devil's Rejects manages to trump Halloween 3. That means the Firefly Clan has eaten the shamrock, and we are moving on <laughs> to Saw, Saw 2. Versus Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning. Let's kick things off with Steve. Um, you know, I, I do like my Saw 2, but uh, again, Big Guy in a Hockey Mask wins every day. Sound logic from Steve. Moving on to Darian. You know, I think I'm going to take Saw 2 on this one. It had a genuinely uncomfortable moment, and I'm talking, of course, about the uh, hypodermic needle pit. It's not very Uh, often that we see parts in movies that actually make our skin crawl, and I think that was one of them for me. I'm going to go with Saw 2 on this one. That was a pretty good scene. All right, so one vote for Saw 2, meaning my estimation of Darian has gone down a little bit. Moving on to Thomas. (laughs) That's exactly what I was going for. I'm, this is another one where it's two very underrated sequels that are very tight for me, honestly. But, I mean, Saw 2, like we said, I think it's the best of its own franchise, whereas Friday the 13th, The New Beginning, is an underrated entry in a franchise full of duds people aren't willing to admit, controversially. Um, but, you know, I'm going to go with Saw 2, that needle bit, that really does. This is all in spite of the fact that it's got uh, Mark Wahlberg's brother in it. All right, another vote for Saw 2, meaning I'm losing faith in the entire group. Here we go, <laughs> on to Philip. <laughs> not supposed to give your hand, man. Uh, oh, I don't uh, care. I'm not going to be impartial at all. I, <laughs> I, I do remember the hypodermic needle, but only because you guys told me about it. Otherwise, I don't really remember much about Saw 2. I'm going to have to go with Friday the 13th. And once again, we have come down to a tiebreaker, which is a little heartbreaking because I think you're all nuts. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Nez. You don't even need to ask. You know that, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm asking and I want to hear it. (laughs) Friday the 13th, the new beginning. But that scene in Saw 2 when Shawnee Smith got thrown in in the needle. I hate needles, period. It was so tough for me to watch, but 
I got to go with New Beginning. So Friday the 13th Part 5, Trump saw two and a little bit of a nail-biter there at the end. But although some good love for the the needle scene there, at the end of the day, Jigsaw can suck it. All right, so moving on to our next matchup. Once again, we see Jason coming back in Friday the 13th, the final chapter, versus James Whale's classic Bride of Frankenstein. Let's kick this one off with Thomas. I mean, yeah, Friday the 13th, uh, you know, the final chapter has a lot of great stuff in it. Like I said, Crispin Glover dancing, some of the most iconic kills. Tom Sabine, which was only present in the pre in the first entry in that franchise. Um, but man, it's it's bright at Frankenstein. Does does Friday Thirteenth the final chapter have little people being like in jars? No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> bright at Frankenstein. I don't think it does, but we're going to go with that logic anyway. So one vote for Bride of Frankenstein. Moving on to Philip. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, uh, again, this battle's a little unfair, but Friday the 13th does already have a, a little part in our, our in our bracket already. Um, I gotta go with uh, Bride of Frankenstein. It's a classic. Uh, anything up against it, with the exception of maybe two or three movies, is not really fair. All right, so we have another vote for Bride of Frankenstein. Nez! Of course, final chapter. I mean, the, the, to me, it is a classic, and it, it will be probably not as much as Bride of Frankenstein, but I love Friday the 13th, so final chapter. And Nez is a little on crack, but we're going to move on to Darian. <laughs> just a little bit. A pinch. Just a little bit. A just just a little crack. bit. No, no. He might be wearing a, whole, a mask right now. I didn't right say now. a whole lot because I like Friday the 13th Part 4, too, but still, a little bit of crack. So let's move on to Darian. I actually am in love with uh, Bride of Frankenstein. I would have voted for it last round, except it was, you know, up against Hellraiser. So, yeah, Bride of Frankenstein for me. And although the decision has already been made, let's get our vote in from Steve. Yeah, I, I do love the the hockey mask. I do love the Friday the 13th. But it's really hard to put that up against the classic imagery of Bride of Frankenstein. Hand it over to Bride of Frankenstein. So Bride of Frankenstein will win this round. So that means Jason takes it in the butt right from a woman. You gotta say that's interesting. <laughs> All right. So our last one on this particular round, we have Aliens by wonderful filmmaker James Cameron. From to uh, going up against Psycho 2 by director Richard Franklin. This should be a very interesting conversation. So we're gonna kick this one off with Steve. Aliens. All the way. Again, it, you know, when I when I saw this when I was a kid, you introduced that kid factor. You had Newton there, and that was my window into that movie. I became part of that movie. I was happy to not become a part of Psycho 2. So, um, you know, yeah, aliens for me all the way. Philip. I'm glad I get to vote in this one. So thank you for taking over duties for a second. Um, this is probably one of my favorite movies of all time, Aliens. So Philip cast his vote for Aliens. Thomas. Man, like I said before, Psycho 2 had an uphill battle, and it did a great job of accomplishing so much with such a task behind it. And Aliens is a movie following up an early great movie by also being a pretty great movie in and of its own. It's pretty tough, but, you know, I got to go with Aliens on this. Alien racks up, Aliens racks up its third vote. Moving on to Darian. Yeah, I'm going to take Aliens on this one, too. I have no problem at all with Psycho 2, but I think Aliens is a better movie. I think it uh, did a great job of expanding the xenomorph mythos, and I think you're going to be pretty hard-pressed to find a better horror sequel. 
So that makes it four votes for aliens. Nez, is it a clean sweep? I should say yeah, but it doesn't have a scene of an old lady getting hit with in the head with a shovel, so I'm gonna go cycle two. One vote for the old broad getting whacked on the head with a shovel. <laughs> which means that also, aliens <laughs> still manages to take a lead and ends up winning that particular category. Also credit though, psycho the aliens does not have sleazy Dennis Franz as well. That that, that is also a point in its favor. This is also <laughs> true. So aliens is the winner there. So yes, so there okay. Do you want me to keep going or do you want someone else want to take over? Uh, we're, I think we're down to the to the third round now, right? Yes, we are. Uh, Brian, you ready? Yes, I am. Uh, let's see here. Match one, we have Evil Dead 2 versus Jason Lives. Nez. Oh, Jason Lives, of course, but Evil Dead 2, oh, come on. Jason, uh, Jason Lives. All right, Darian. Yeah, this is where things start getting a little tough. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Jason Lives on this one also. All right, Thomas. Man, I mean, Jason Lives, like I said, best of that Friday the 13th franchise, but does not hit the surreal heights of an Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 has a guy trying to shoot his own hand who has become detached and is crawling around like Spider. It's... It's easily, like I said, Jason Lives is the most creative of a repetitive franchise, but Evil Dead 2 is the pinnacle of an already a franchise that's pretty fucked up and weird on its own. I gotta go with Evil Dead 2. All right, Michael. Yeah, I mean, look, I like Jason Lives as much as a lot of you guys, and I think it's a, a, certainly a, an above-average entry in the series. Evil Dead 2 is one of the most impressive bouts of just pure filmmaking I've ever seen. I mean, there's there's stuff in that movie that absolutely blew my mind 30 years ago and still does to this day. It is so relentlessly creative and it has become one of the most influential horror films ever made. There's so many filmmakers working today who drew inspiration and wanted to become filmmakers because of evil dead Two. not really so much. Even the first movie evil dead Two struck a chord and it just, every time I go back and watch that movie, there's shots in there. I still don't know how Sam Raimi pulled off. I've even heard how I've even heard them explain to me how they did it. And I'm like, no, I don't believe that because I, I can I know those tricks and there's no way you fucking ran a camera up from behind a car through the rear windshield, through the car, out through the front windshield and over the hood of the car in one shot. I'm sorry. That's just magic. That's not filmmaking. You guys are alchemists. And that scares the shit out of me. So I got to give it to Evil Dead 2. That's just, it's, it, it truly is just I still think it's maybe uh, Sam Raimi's best movie, and it is one of the most impressive, creative flights of fancy I've ever seen. All right, Steve, break the tie. Yeah, there's no follow-up to that. It's a great, um, great, great movie with uh, Evil Dead 2. I'm going with the boomstick, baby. Yeah. All right, Evil Dead 2, moving on. On to our next match. We are going to have Nightmare on Elm Street oh, 3, Dream Nez- Warriors. Nez got oh. pissed off. Nez <laughs> <laughs> It's like you voted off Jason, you sons of bitches. He quit. <laughs> we got we got more Jason coming. He's still here. He's he just... can't be in every bracket. Yeah, goddammit. How much Jason do you fucking need? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, you back? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Uh, I'm next matchup. <laughs> Dream Warriors versus Dawn of the Dead. 
Steve? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going Dream Warriors all day. That's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It really is. And Dawn of the Dead's great, but Dream Warriors, it's really going to be hard to hold a candle to that with any of the other movies here. So Dream Warriors. All right, Michael. Well, Dream Warriors is a lot of fun, and I, I you know, I, I loved it just as much as everybody else. A big Freddy fan, but uh, Dawn of the Dead is just one of the greatest movies ever made. Period. You know, fuck classifying it as a horror movie. It's actually not really even a horror movie. It's a brilliant dark comedy satire, and it just has such an amazing depth of character in it that at one point the zombies disappear in the movie for about 20 minutes and you don't even realize it because you're so caught up in the characters that George created in that. Uh, it was for me a game changer in the way I saw that you could actually use the genre to tell stories that actually were about something and not just about scaring the shit out of people. And, uh, it remains to me one of the greatest, uh, you know, expressions of that kind in the, the genres ever had. So for me, as much as I love nightmare three, it's not even a contest Dawn of the dead. All right, Thomas. Um, to quote the guy in Trading Places, yeah, what he said. Um, Michael basically <laughs> said everything I was going to say, but I'll just add in addition that, like, I think the satire of Donald Dead, despite being taking place in a mall, which isn't that relevant as of today, um, still resonates in a very much with the consumer culture that's going on right now. Versus Nightmare 3 has so much fun stuff and is one of the best entries in that franchise, but it is oddly enough kind of complimenting a lot of the stuff that Dawn of the Dead is trying to satirize and decry. So I have to go with Dawn of the Dead. All right, Darian. You know, I had every intention of voting for Nightmare on Elm Street 3 until Michael just gave that very eloquently put uh, argument against it. And uh, yeah, what he said. All right, Nez. Dawn of the Dead, um, it's the greatest uh, in my opinion, greatest uh, dead movie out of uh, everything George Romero has made. All right, Dawn of the Dead, moving forward. Our next matchup will be The Devil's Rejects and Friday the 13th, New Beginning. Uh, Nez. Oh, you know where it's going. <laughs> New Beginning, right. but yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Darren. I'm taking the rejects. It's got a fucking killer clown in it. Why not? Thomas. He's speechless. Thomas, you there? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. You were saying I'm next. Okay. Hold on. Yeah, I mean... It's like I said, new new beginning is a very underrated example in that franchise. But Devil's Rejects, um, you know, don't you love clowns? Ain't we fucking funny? I gotta go <laughs> with Devil's Rejects. All right, Michael. This one's really tough. I I mean, I look, I I have such a sentimental attachment to Part Five. It's almost impossible for me to vote against it. However. I think Devil's Rejects is such a strong movie, and again, it's such an improvement over the first film that, and it, it is a, truly a more ambitious film than Part Five. Um, as much as my sentimental nature would take it to Part Five, and I would still like it to see forward, uh, move forward. I gotta go 
Honestly, with Devil's Rejects, I think that movie surprised me more than Part 5 did. I, I'm not surprised I enjoyed a Friday the 13th movie, but going into Devil's Rejects, I was like, I don't know if you know, I didn't really dig House of a Thousand Corpses that much. But what Zombie did with that was essentially turn it into a really grotesque, very, very darkly humorous road movie, which I thought was a great great idea to do that. And you've got uh, Bill Mosley, who's one of my favorite character actors of all time, giving one of his best performances ever. He's like, hey, I think I still got your wife's pussy stink on my gun. You know, I mean, there's just like, <laughs> there's so many great, great lines in that movie and the, just uh, and the way it ends which is very interesting because i'm curious as to how this next devil's rejects movie is going to address the way that uh, devil's rejects ends which is pretty fucking definitive so uh you know what although i might be able to be swayed i honestly have to go uh here with devil's rejects all wow. right steve yeah i know my vote doesn't really count right now because it's the winners decided but i will continue to not vote for rob zombie so i'll go on friday the 13th <laughs> Right, Devil's Rejects moving forward. And our last matchup for this round, Bride of Frankenstein versus Aliens. Steve. Okay. I, I, we've tossed a lot of love at Bride of Frankenstein, but good matchup. It, it is it is not Aliens for me. So, I mean, we have talked a lot about Aliens tonight, but we haven't even mentioned how awesome Michael Bean is. So, you know, I'm, I'm going Aliens all the way. All right, Michael. Oh, God. And these two films don't almost – and this is where – I always hate this in these kind of competitions because eventually you get down to a point where two films you truly love are up against each other. Both deserve it and both – I mean they couldn't be more different from each other. Um, you know, One is just a knockdown, drag-out action spectacle and the other one is this very dark, very somber you know, masterpiece and you know, in black and white and everything. And I, I – look, I – I'm going to go with the one that I go back to the most often. And honestly, of these two, the one I revisit the most and I get the more out of now, even though it's nothing against the other one, which is they're both great, great movies, I'm going to cast a vote for Bride of Frankenstein. Ooh. All right, Thomas. Look, I, I do love Aliens as much as the next guy. It was the first one I saw of these two, and it has a lot of great like action beats and wonderful moments that prove just – why James Cameron resonates so much, especially with the general public. But I got to go with Bride of Frankenstein for just the audacious creativity that's going on from the first film, which is a wonderful little like parable that's very simple, but very well done versus this one takes all sorts of creative, weird risks. And more importantly, I think has an interesting subtext about homosexuality that makes it a bit more relevant than Aliens does, despite, like I said, wow. Aliens is a wonderful movie. But I gotta go with Bride of Frankenstein. I'm David sh- versus Goliath. On I am this shook one. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> Darian. I think I. Oh, fuck, this is a tough one. Um, it I is a I'm good gonna, matchup. Yeah, this is this is insane. I think I'm gonna take Aliens on this one, and the reason why is because this I think is the first time that we ever actually got to see the aftermath. I feel like this is more of a action horrors like type of a scenario i feel like the horror happened already like in alien one and then uh probably in the events preceding aliens so what we're seeing here is the aftermath of of the actual horror and that i don't think is anything we'd seen to that point uh for that reason alone and really um yeah that's about it i'm going with aliens all right 
All right, two, Nez, two, getting, two and two. I'm Holy shit! Break the tie, Nez. I'm pouring a whiskey for this one. <laughs> um, I seen both of these in the theater, not Bride when it came out. Um, and it, I saw it in the exact same theater, Grand Lake Theater, uh, in Oakland. Um, but I'm gonna go. I mean, everyone loves Aliens, but I have to go Bride. Whoa! I cannot believe what just happened. Oh (laughs) my god! Of the grittiness of the film, of when I saw it, and everyone's seeing it now on crisp, clear Blu-ray, DVD, what have you. But seeing it, sitting in the theater and watching it in the exact same theater that I saw Aliens. But I just, I loved it a little bit more. I mean, I just liked how it was. I mean, just. You can't put anything. I mean, it's hard to put something up against aliens, but for sentimental value, I'm gonna go with Bride. That's how March Madness works, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. The few people who were out to see Bride Frankenstein in the theater when its original run was happening are like, "Good job, Nez. You did a great job supporting it." I like that boy. Yeah, you're, you're getting that social security donation right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that concludes our uh, that round, uh, Lance. Well, you know what? Um, I think we're down to the final, aren't we? Final four. Final four. Ah, oh, we get down to the final four. Okay, cool. All right, I'll I'll take these then. So we got. I'll take uh, all right, let's start. Let's start out with Kevin. Uh, evil, Evil Dead versus Dawn of the Dead. A couple Ooh. of dead things to choose oh, from here, man. Shit. Make good yeah. choices, guys. And we know Kevin <sighs> likes to play with dead things, so this is perfect. <laughs> I love both of them, but Dawn of the Dead, I just love a little bit more. Ah, uh, knew it was coming. All right, Dawn for Kevin, Thomas. This is very tough for a lot of reasons, but. I mean, you know, Dawn of the Dead does so well with especially a very much more conventional sort of structure that is familiar to a lot of horror movies that would rip it off so much afterward. But Evil Dead 2 is a slightly more unique beast that I don't think those who have tried to rip it off have failed more often than those who ripped off Dawn of the Dead. If you get what I'm saying, I, Evil Dead 2 is a much more unique beast. I got to go with an Evil Dead 2. But Dawn of the Dead still is such a great phenomenal entry in the zombie franchise. It's going to be a good fight. All right, yeah, one-to-one. Um, Steve? Yeah, I'm, I'm going back with uh, with Bruce Campbell there, Evil Dead 2. Like, like you know, they were just saying, uh, the zombie genre has been ripped off so much, but who's really gone back to what, what they've even attempted in Evil Dead? Nobody. It's, it's untouchable. It's a classic, and it will continue to be so. So Evil Dead 2 for me. Another vote for Evil Dead 2. Darian? Yeah, I'm taking Evil Dead 2 on this one. I got a lot of love for Dawn of the Dead, but I think I like Evil Dead 2 just a little bit more. Wow, okay. Well, Michael, looks like evil's moving on, but what's your uh, two cents worth? Well, I'm kind of glad I didn't have to cast a deciding vote in this, Uh, because honestly, uh, both these movies mean more to me than I could probably say. Uh, they're both deeply influential in my life for various different reasons, and uh, I don't think I could pick... I mean, just based on the quality of the movies, I was going to go, honestly, with the film that I felt best fit the category that we're discussing here, best horror sequel. 
Dawn of the Dead is a follow-up to Night of the Living Dead, but it's it's not a sequel in that the characters continue through. It's a thematic follow-up. I would have gone with Evil Dead 2 because it directly picks up from the split second that the first one ends. Same characters moving that story forward. So that's what I was going to use uh, if it came down to being a tight decision. Fortunately, that decision has been taken out of my hands, so I'll throw a vote to Dawn of the Dead since it doesn't matter. Okay, so we've got Evil Dead again moving on. And Steve, what's it going to be? Devil's Rejects or Bride of Frankenstein? Bride of Frankenstein. I'm not voting for <laughs> Rob Zombie. I'm not doing it. Even though I'm super pissed that Bride of Frankenstein beat out aliens. I am. That irritates the crap out of me. But oh, God. Devil's <laughs> Rejects made it a long way. I'm going Bride. Kevin? I'm going to go with Devil's Rejects. I'm going to go the other way. Uh, I All know right. I just, just went down on the Bride, but... Uh, <laughs> oh my! Well, you no wonder she screams. So that is the kind of show this is, right on. Right on. Phrasing. Uh, Frankenstein is going to be bad. <laughs> could have been worse. Could have been the bride of Chucky, Naz. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jennifer Tilly. Could have gotten split. <laughs> I'm all right with that. But. All right, so we got uh, what one to one at this point. So. Two to, I think it's isn't it two to one? Oh, is it two to one now? No, no, no one one. Yeah, one one. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Darian. Yeah, I got to go with the Bride of Frankenstein on this one. I'm fine with the Devil's Rejects, but I think uh, Bride of Frankenstein is just a better movie all the way around. Okay, uh, Michael. I'm going to vote Devil's Rejects because I don't want this decision. Oh wow! Oh. So I guess it's, nice. <laughs> it's all it's all up to Thomas, huh? That was good. Throwing it up for points. Yeah. Devil's Rejects deserves so much credit for following up such a lesser movie with a beautiful, wonderful, very complex sequel that does so much. And like I said, it's the only good Rob Zombie movie to me. And it has so many great performances from, like I said, Haig and Bill Mosley. But Bride does so much with taking a film that was already iconic at the time and adding weird elements that no one expected to be added on and just did such a beautiful job of making the Frankenstein creature even more tragic than previously. I got to go with Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. So we've got uh Bride of Frankenstein moving on. So, uh, Philip, you gotta, you gotta, gotta figure this out. For oh, us, man. Evil it's dead. so yes, awesome sir. that, that, uh, that Rob Zombie got beat out by living dead girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I gotta say, just to throw my opinion out there, I really love house of a thousand corpses too. I think that that one may be even better than devil's rejects because you're I'm fired. <laughs> I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy, but not today, show. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. So we've got our final fight in the bracket. Evil Dead 2, our number one contender, who came in strong and beat down all the bitches, versus Bride of Frankenstein, the classic of classics. Who's going to take it? Thomas, go. This is so fucking hard. Um, Thinking about it... Like I said, Evil Dead 2 is so surreal and weird and does very sort of almost Lovecraftian things with the original Evil Dead that it deserves so much credit, so much love. But then again, one would argue, would you have that without the weird touches of James Whale with the very over the top 
insane things that he did back in the 30s when that wasn't at all common in any way. I It's very tough, but I'll slightly side with Bride of Frankenstein. Whoa. You could say that about a lot of movies. I expected this to be Evil Dead versus Aliens, and it is not. Uh, Evil Dead 2 versus Bride of Frankenstein. Kevin Nez, what do you think? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go with Bride. Whoa. <laughs> Two to none. Bride of Frankenstein taking the early lead with the one-two punch. Darian. I am going to take Evil Dead 2, and the reason why is because these are both great movies, but I think Evil Dead 2 is just more fun to watch. Bright Frankenstein is a great show, but it's kind of a bummer. Let's be honest. (laughs) Down, but not out. Evil Dead is still in it. Steve, what do you think? Well, you know, I'm casting a spite vote at this point because Bride took out uh, Aliens, so I'm going to go with Evil Dead 2. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were spiting it the other way. I was getting scared. No, no, no. Oh, no. Uh, Michael, it's tied up right now. Your decision is the winner of the huh. entire bracket. I just want to set that weight right on top of your head there, buddy. Yeah, fuck you. Um, what I would like to... Um... <laughs> I would like to say first, before I get into this, uh, how nice it is to see two movies representing such a wide range of time for the horror film. You know, we have a film from a sequel from 1987 and we have one dating back, I think 1933, 34, I forget the year. So, I mean, the fact that we were able to acknowledge, uh, the history of horror in this way is actually very, very nice. So, so I'm glad that these two have ended up together. Very different films. I mean, we're, this is apples and oranges, and I, I can't really speak against Bride of Frankenstein or speak against Evil Dead 2. All I can go with is the film that, for me, um, I just, and the, I don't know, it's it, for me the one that just has the richest it's the be- it's the richer meal, I guess, in a way. And I, I don't, again, it's it's so hard to compare these two. So even though I have a deepest love, and I probably enjoy Evil Dead Two much more than Bride of Frankenstein, oh. I think Bride of Frankenstein is a better movie. Oh. So I'm voting for Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> Whoa, Bride of Frankenstein, on the way out. Comes with a left hook and wins the battle. Bride of Frankenstein is the best sequel from 1930. What's the year on that one? Oh God, you know I was I'm 32. I think 35. Yeah, 35. Yeah. Right. I think that might Evil be a Dead. might be a slight testament to current horror as it is. I tell you, man. <laughs> so good for out there. That's all right, dude. I'm 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 happy with the decision. It was a, it was a. A good battle, but in the end, the best wins. And the Bride of Frankenstein, it is. Classics go a long way. Well, that's it. Any final thoughts, anybody? Hmm. Little people in jars for the win, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> if you put it up with the win- last or last year's winner, Vader would just take her out easily. <laughs> well, of course. Because he does. <laughs> I was disappointed Evil Dead didn't get there. But 
You guys are voting. You guys chose your winner, and it is the Bride of Frankenstein. As always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode hey, of the wait, Horror wait a minute. Turns. Uh, before before we uh, before we uh, close down, uh, why don't we go kind of go around the table and get everybody to sort of do a last pitch? What you guys are up to? The newest things going on? Where to find you? Um, oh, just definitely. Go around. Go around the table. You want to start with Nez? Yeah, Kev. What's up, man? Where are you at? Uh, Where can we find? you? Just go to Podbean or iTunes, uh, Skater Nez Podcast Network. You'll find all the shows that are there. Mac Nez, E Society, Up to the Challenge, Out of Necessity, and Big Guys. So, yeah, go there and you'll listen to all the nonsense that we talk about. Big Guys Podcast. Good stuff. Thomas, where you at, buddy? I'm uh, at GruesomeMagazine.com. You can find the Horror News Radio Podcast as well as the Decades of Horror 1980s and the 1990s and beyond. I'm on both those shows, but also take a listen to the Decades of Horror 1970s and the Classic Era, which are on that particular website. And you can find me at Not the Who's Tommy is my Twitter handle. And I'm also on MarianiThomas.wordpress.com where I write reviews. Look at Rock on. So you can see and like hear and stuff, huh? Yeah, you can read and listen. It's multiple <laughs> different ways. Nice. Uh, Steve, man, where are you at? Yeah, you can find uh, more of what I do at theleagueofgeeks.com. That's geeks with a Z. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And while we don't review horror movies all the time, we do have a special every October called the 31 Days of Horror. We review a horror movie every single day of October. So that's always a good time. Beautiful. Hey, and uh, they may have gone over it while I was not here, but you are responsible for our opening, are you not? Yes, sir, I am. So I also do a little bit of sound stuff on the side. So, Rock on, man. You're you're killing it. Thanks, uh, Darian, where are you at, buddy? Mm, Padded Room Podcast Network. You can find that at paddedroompodcast.com. Available at YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, anywhere fine podcasts are found. You can find us there. That's where they're at. Michael, last but not least, where uh, are you? Well, I, am, uh, I run Red Shirt Pictures. I'm producing a lot of DVD and uh, Blu-ray special features for distributors all around the world. Uh, a lot of stuff coming up. But um, I would like to take this opportunity, if it's okay, and just okay. say a few words uh, about um, Dr. Loves. You know, since their inception, Dr. Loves has strived to improve uh, the immense amount of uh, great shopping environments that are available right now that are key to a certain retail style. You know, we believe that shopping for intimacy enhancement products should be comfortable, friendly, and most importantly, fun. You know, sexuality is a natural part of human life, and access to intimacy enhancing products should not be considered dirty or taboo. You know, at nearly 4,000 square feet, their flagship store in Pacific Beach, California, a coastal community of San Diego. It's fun from the moment a customer walks in. Dr. Love's erotic superstore stocks a huge selection of bachelor and bachelorette party supplies, greeting cards, lotions, massage oils, lingerie, candles, condoms, vibrators, and other sexual enhancement products. Dr. Love's erotic superstore, your prescription for love, online since 1996. (laughs) Well, I know where I'm buying a Tilto, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to Dr. Love's right after this. (laughs) <laughs> that, that was, was amazing <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, as always we want to thank you for listening to another episode of the horror returns this time with special guests and Dr. Loves uh, we'd love to hear yeah. from <laughs> any feedback and ideas uh, you can reach us at the horror returns at gmail.com 
Or uh, again, we're all great podcasts or founds. Just search for The Horror Returns or check us out on any of our social medias. Uh, be sure to follow us uh, on social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Podbean, Tumblr, you name it, we got it. Uh, also, look for us on iTunes. If you like what you hear, please rate us. Uh, and if you don't, lie. Uh, next week, we cover <laughs> horror movies <laughs> filmed on an iPhone with Unsane and Two Jennifer. So that sounds super fun. So until the horror returns again, <laughs> Lance, take it. Good night. <laughs>